I wanted Patreon to be sort of like a place where I'm hanging out with people, you know, and and I really want it to be sort of like maybe maybe exclusive social media in a way. I rather have I don't know 100 people in there or 150 or whatever instead of thousand, but have these people that are really enjoying what you're doing and are super dedicated to yeah, basically are your really loyal fans. This is the Last Week Liquid Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Last Week Liquid Podcast. Hope you're all having an amazing week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this episode. Hope everything's going great in your life and in your part of the world. My name is Simon, and I produce Roman Bass under the name Mill Street. And today I'm bringing you my chat with Adrian, better known as Settle. A uh, quick note before we start uh, this episode, um, if you haven't yet, uh, you can check out my Patreon, which I uh, just launched last week. Just a simple way for you guys to support this show if you enjoy the content I've been putting out for the last year, um, if you enjoy these discussions and this format. Um, it's just an easy way for you guys to to support the show and kind of steer the future direction of the, the podcast. So obviously zero pressure to do it. Um, just the fact that you're listening right now is already very much appreciated. But if you want to go the extra step and just be part of the community and uh, and just support the show, um, you can check out Patreon. So with that out of the way, uh, let's chat about today's episode. Um like many of you, I'm a huge fan of uh, Adrian's music and uh, and for some time now, so it was really a pleasure to finally sit down with him um, and get a, get to chat a bit about his music, his background, uh, the way he produces uh, and other topics. Um, we actually talk quite extensively about uh, Patreon uh, because he launched his, his own Patreon as well and um, just talked about how for him it's an amazing way to connect with people create connections, create a community. Um, so we talked quite a bit about that. We talked about his uh, latest uh, project, Bedroom Producer with a Dream, uh, on the North Quarter, um, the various collabs he has on there, uh, why, it, uh, why it's a different vibe uh, from his previous project uh, on the North Quarter, uh, Lucid Dreams, um, why that is. We talk about his uh, other alias, uh, Nowhere to be Found, um, which is more focused on garage and techno and house uh, influences, and a lot of other topics. Uh, really loved this chat. Uh, really loved getting to know Adrian. As I said, uh, always a big fan of his music, but now a um, big fan of him as a person as well. Uh, there was a lot of uh, positivity and just positive vibes that uh, were coming uh, out of this discussion. So really enjoyed it and I hope you guys do too. Uh, so with all of that said, uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. So as always, thanks a lot for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed the show. And we're on. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Last Week Liquid podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with my most requested guest ever, Adrian, better known as Settle. Adrian is a drum and bass producer and DJ from Poland, which releases across the likes of Integral, The North Quarter, and Symmetry. He is also the man behind the alias Nowhere to be Found, which he launched earlier this year in order to explore garage, house, and techno influences. You can catch his latest release, 
Bedroom Producer with a Dream, out now on all platforms. Adrian, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hello. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be on it. I know we've spoken about it for a while and it's good to finally make it happen. Yeah. 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 I, I did this. Uh, so when I said most requested guest in the intro, I that's like the truth because I do polls sometimes on my Facebook group just to see who people want to see on the show. And mm -hmm. you were like just top of the list. And I remember I sent you a screenshot probably four or five months ago or something saying, yeah, you want to come on because people want to see you. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but you were, you were just telling me before we record that sometimes you get into like a, like a zone and then you like to stay in that zone while you're in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. It's just like when I, when I'm inspired or whatever feeling some, some way, I'll just be on one thing and then eventually like, I know it's maybe rude sometimes because sometimes I leave people without reply for a month or two. Um, but yeah, I just like to be in the zone and, you know, just get fully into it. And whenever I do what I wanted to do, then I just like resurface, uh, <laughs> just catch up with everyone. <laughs> resurface into the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool. It's, uh, we have this saying in, in French that you have to, maybe in English as well, that you have to beat the iron while it's hot. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like when something's hot, you just have to like stay at it and like extract everything you can out of it before yeah. you move on to something else. Is, exactly. that like, is that like just for like when you're writing music or is it just are there things in your life as well? Um, I think mainly music. Um, I, yeah, I do like music pretty much every day. Mm. Um, so um, it's not always drum and bass, but like for whatever, sometimes I'm doing like a sample pack or uh, or whatever, then I just like like to fully get into in, into that stuff, mm. um, and and yeah, just just sort of finish it up because I know like in the past I've worked, I didn't work with deadlines and I was often late, and you know when when I've grown a little bit uh, and took the music like fully professionally as a, as my day job. Um, this had to change. So, mm. um, so, you know, I had to take some steps to make sure everything stays fully yeah, professional yeah. and on time. Yeah. I think that's the, the right approach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, without deadlines, it's like, we often say like deadlines is the best motivation. It's mm -hmm. like when you mm -hmm. see it approaching, you're like, better get to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise it was really, really messy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When did you, I remember reading about, uh, like an interview of you before you, you went full-time music. When did you do that switch, uh, full-time music? It was actually, um, I went full on music, um, last year, January. So just before all the lockdowns and everything. Mm. So, um, perfect, kind of perfect timing, you know, <laughs> but in a way, in a way, you know, it's been sort of challenging uh financially um but also on the other hand i found out the other ways to sort of um yeah sort of live with it and get creative with all these limitations like you cannot mm -hmm. play gigs um but maybe try another way to earn money and mm -hmm. live of it you know so i think it's not all the bad um that like all the lockdowns broke uh, because like in that in that aspect um, I've definitely 
um, found some good stuff going on as well. So yeah, everyone can complain, but as long as you try to stay positive and even if everything is really shit and you try to find something good in it, um, then just focus on that. And I think you always take something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something again, like doing the prep for this chat and reading interviews of you, you mentioned that a lot, like being positive and seeing the, the light in, in dark moments. And I can read on your sweater, your stay positive sweater. It, oh, feels, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's a, like a guiding line for you, like to just try and stay positive. Yeah. Because, you know, like in the end, everyone, everyone is going through something and, you know, you usually meet people and obviously not everyone's going to share their story with you. Um, but I think in the end, everyone's trying to look good in someone else's eyes. So in the end, everyone sort of lives by that approach, maybe unconsciously, but mm. you know, they're trying to stay positive outside, even though it's not, not everything is positive inside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, um, I was talking about this with, with Faint a few episodes back and it's one of his mantras as well. And it's like, you can choose positivity. Like obviously the world mm -hmm. isn't perfect and there's hard times, but it's also like a, a personal choice that you make to see things in a positive way as much as possible, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is hard to do in practice sometimes. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> but, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's something we... Yeah, just we need to try and put into practice like every day, like choosing positivity. Yeah. But, um, I was just uh, yeah asking when you went uh, full time because I was just wondering if that's like a, if it was something you had like planned in advance, like January 2020, I'm going full time music or was it just like the moment happened and you were like, okay, and, like this is now? Mm, I've had it planned for a few months uh, because um, I wanted to move out back from Netherlands, back to Poland. And yeah, it was just a matter of when my contract was finishing for like my day job in Netherlands. And then, yeah, it happened to be in December. So um, yeah, maybe like mid January, um, I came back here. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, no one knew. I, I, maybe, I maybe managed to like fly out for like two gigs in February. And then I had to fly for another one, but then the lockdown came in here. So, uh, yeah, I've stayed in and, uh, yeah. <laughs> was there ever a moment like when you, um, like five, six months into the lockdowns and where maybe you, you might've thought like, oh, like this was the bad timing. I should go back to a regular job, quote unquote, or. Um, no, no, on this side, maybe it sounds a bit corny, but no, um, because um, when I was doing like a day job, um, I lived with my girlfriend already for a few years as well. And combining music, um, time with my girlfriend, some time for myself and day job gigs and everything, I was really struggling with time. And I knew that even though if I would have to struggle a little bit in that time now in the lockdown. I had finally the time for the music that I always wanted to have mm. um, and time for my girlfriend, time for myself. Um, so I know that I 
this was the the right thing that I always decided to 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 do and I thought about going to like looking for something part-time like when when it really got bad at some at some point mm -hmm. but I'm glad that I didn't do it because um yeah I just found out different ways to to yeah it's the same like you say choose the positivity yeah and, uh, yeah, if the one thing goes wrong, you just try and make it work from the from the other side. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, ever the idea to to go back to work, or maybe yeah. it's wrong timing. Yeah. I think it's actually. I think it's actually. It's, it might be looking as a bad timing, but I think if I think about it this way now, that if I switch to like full-time music um in times like this and i've still managed then i think when everything mm -hmm. goes back to normal uh it will be also cool so it was nice lesson as well for myself yeah yeah it's almost like you're trying it at the worst time possible yeah and so if if you manage to make it work then it's only like uphill from here yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah that's really cool and especially because like um I know you've mentioned you're you definitely consider yourself like a producer first and a, a DJ second. And mm -hmm. I, I guess obviously with lockdowns, you had so much more time to actually produce without a day job. Uh, if you manage to like still enjoy it and still be productive, it's like a confirmation that, yeah, this is what I want to do, basically. Yeah, definitely. And this was always the case whenever I, I've kind of happened to have like first little like releases or whatever. I always knew that I want to eventually I want this to be my job and mm. I've only had like a one job after my school you know and um and this this happened so I was lucky enough and I know that part of it is part of the success is my work but part of it is also people that listen to my stuff and like buy mm. the records stream this stuff because you know you can sometimes make crazy music but if you don't have people backing you up, then you're still not going to be there, you know? Yeah. And I think this is the worst what's going on in the music um, because there's so many talented people out there that I love playing other tunes and every time I can, I send it to some of my friends that maybe have labels or whatever. Um, but, you know, it doesn't always work and it's like, especially also, like, I think of myself as, as an outsider, maybe a little bit mm. in terms of, you know, being out there because there's so many producers. And I think that it maybe comes from not being uh, British, you know, not being in UK when everything is going on. Um, mm. People go networking and everything. And for me, it's always been got talking to people through internet, you know, mm. and there, it always comes with some limitations. Huh? So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny to hear you say that you feel like an outsider, because for me, you're like fully, like 100% part of the kind of liquid scene that I like to listen to, like from an mm -hmm. outside perspective. Mm -hmm. But I think we always have like, a completely different opinion of ourselves, uh, or perspective on what we do versus how people perceive us um so yeah 
it's interesting to hear you say that. Yeah, I, I have the problem of like not appreciating the success in terms of like, you know, getting maybe the release on the label I always wanted to or getting a collab with someone I always wanted to. I just like, it feels maybe the way that I'm, I'm happy that it happens, but on the other side, I don't show it. Mm. And then my brain sort of works the way like, I don't want to be super happy about it because there is still so much to do that I want to do. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad because, you know, I like, I'm, I'm still doing the stuff that I'm super grateful for, but in the moment I'm not appreciating it maybe in the way that, okay, like you did a good job, but it's always, oh, you have to do something else. You have to do something else. And it's definitely not, not what I want to be. And I'm working on it. I'm working on it with my uh, therapist as well. Um, mm. So trying to, trying to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> now, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because I'm going through exactly the same process with my therapist about like, for me, it's more like the, the podcast and always wanting to do more and like guests I've had on the podcast where if you told me before I started that I would be speaking with them, I would be like, yeah, that's like the ultimate goal. But then uh -huh. when it happened six months later, it didn't feel that special because I was already thinking of next week and the week after and things like that and not taking like a pause to, yeah, just enjoy and reflect on what you've already achieved. Yeah, exactly. Struggle. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, I don't know when it comes from, but I think it's just, I think it's also the way, the way the music success works is fully self-described, you know, no one's going to say, oh, you are successful and you are not because you yourself need to sort of see the success of it. Mm -hmm. um, because success is different for every one of us, you know, so. Yeah. I think I think that's the hardest part to to really know when you are successful or when you are not because yeah. like you say someone someone would love to be in your position and they will, this will be everything they wanted to achieve but you in that position still think maybe it's not enough even though it is yeah yeah so so <laughs> it, so you know it's a it's a it's always constant that's like a beautiful struggle you know yeah yeah beautiful that's a great uh segue into your ep if you want to yeah. Your EP. yeah but uh yeah just to close off on that i think like a big aspect of it is that it's 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 so slow in terms of progress like making music or building a like a podcast or a project or something like it's never like a one night or very rarely like a one night success so you're you're always making like these tiny improvements mm -hmm. which kind of in the end like you end up not noticing them because it's, it's such like small margins. Whereas if you look back like two years ago or three years ago where you were, then you can actually see all the like progress you made. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff. <laughs> same, same, constantly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, so you, you gave me the perfect segue into your, your EP, uh, beautiful struggle. Um, so bedroom producer with a dream, uh, tell me a bit about, the title first, obviously it's quite self-explanatory, but how did you come mm -hmm. up with uh, maybe the concept and how did you settle on, on that title? Um, I've, we've had like every time 
um, I'm finishing a project for for the NQ. I always have like a brainstorming session with uh, with Landsman, and yeah, we just see like oh maybe this sounds good, this sounds good, this this looks good, um, and we always you know like he always asks me to come up with some ideas. He will come up with some ideas, and then we'll see which ones we all both prefer. Um, but yeah, the story with this one is was basically the stuff what we've talked, what we spoke like a few minutes ago. It's just you know being in the position uh, when you start, you have these dreams that you want to achieve, and then you achieve them eventually. Um, but you still have to carry on, you know. And mm. so even though, yeah, when you start. You have these dreams to oh i want to be on this label i want to work with these people um and i think it's constant loop because every time you achieve these goals you have to make yourself new ones and mm -hmm. otherwise you will be stuck in one place not progressing so even though if it's you're progressing with your music or art or whatever um i think it's important to set the goals. That's why we all are producers with the dreams, because mm. even though if you are mainstream star or whatever, everyone always have this, oh, I wish to work with these people, or I wish to make a track with that guy or whatever. Mm. And yeah, this is basically it sort of reflecting on the full circle project uh, process of starting in one point going back to working with these people and now being in the same spot again mm. to you know make the new goals yeah yeah do you, do you still like kind of obviously I'm, I'm guessing you've have a more equipped studio now but do you still kind of consider yourself like a bedroom producer in some some sense um i gotta say my setup didn't change much over the years okay um i still have the same speakers that i've had I had them for like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years now. Um, I only got one like synthesizer, uh, which also works as my uh, MIDI keyboard. And that's pretty much it. I don't have any like more hardware or, or anything <laughs> else. Um, the only thing is that like I made a switch from being on the laptop just for like a full PC um, mm. desktop. Um, so that's the so that's the, the main change, but nothing okay. else really changed. Maybe using different uh, different plugins that actually now you notice the the difference in the sound how they sound. Yeah. Um, they're more more refined or whatever. But equipment wise, it's pretty much all the same constantly. Mm. So I think I think if you can make music on uh, the least equipment. Um, then you can make music on everything, you know, you don't need to have crazy studios to be a great producer, in my opinion. Mm. Of course, it always, it always can boost your creativity in some way. Um, I'm in the phase that, you know, like, I want to have, that's why I got the synthesizer, because I want to put my hands on something instead of clicking constantly. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I've been doing this for 10 years now. <laughs> so. Okay, fair enough. I don't want to click my my hand constantly on the mouse. So I want to put my hands on something and try yeah, try yeah. a different approach a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've been doing like recently on my smaller scale, but trying to 
move away from sample working with sample and clicking and just like grabbing a guitar and just like mm -hmm. writing chords or writing a melody like just starting from like basics so to speak and try to build from there because mm -hmm. sometimes when you're just looking at your at least for me when i'm looking at my screen and just clicking stuff it doesn't always feel like i'm making music in the moment mm -hmm. whereas if i'm on the keyboard or a guitar then it's more I don't know. That's just me, but uh... it it just feels like you're part of it, you know. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. That's the same. That's the same thing for me. It's like, you know, you click, you click, you click, but then you, if you eventually play some melody um, or record some some sounds by yourself, it feels like more personal process as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. There's something unique that's captured, like in that moment, and yeah. 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 <laughs> were, were you um? like a, a musician of any kind before getting into into production? No, 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 not at all. I'm, I'm still not in the way of playing instruments. Um, mm. I wouldn't say I can play on any instrument really. Um, but I always try to sort of make it work, you know, just maybe grab some chord, then record another one and then mm. um, program it together in the, in the, in the fruity loops and yeah, yeah. So work off sample, yeah, record chords and then use them as samples and work. Based yeah, on yeah. Or just like mess around with some keys or whatever and then grab some parts out of it eventually. Yeah, yeah. Like sample my own randomness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T talking about piano, I definitely felt that the, this latest EP, if I compared to, to Lucid Dreams, was a lot more piano driven and a lot more uh loungy i guess would be the word mm -hmm. uh, i would use um i don't know if you see it the same way or if if that was like a conscious intention of you to have it maybe a bit more coherent than lucid dreams which was more varied i think the main the main idea is that uh lucid dream will also of an experiment that will be happening more often in future um but i want to cross the line of being labeled as liquid producer as being late as being able i want to show people that i'm able to do both liquid and a bit harder stuff um i think it's important to especially if you're doing for if you want to do it for longer as well um not to stay in one sort of box mm -hmm. um because you know i could i can make I can make every EP with a track that, you know, like can be successful in a way that I know what worked previously. So I could make every EP with track like everything, anything so much better all my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's not what you want to do. You know, if, yeah, if you yeah. want to make, if you want to make money of music, you might be want to do it because this is what works. But if you are in it for the love or, that you really want to do it. You just always try to find a way to do something new, I think. And mm. yeah, Lucid Dreams was definitely an experiment that I wanted to test in the clubs. So it didn't really gave me the, the feedback I wanted to because mm. the clubs were closed. But of the feedback of the people and and like the the comments and, and everything. I think it did well. And I think some people were still complaining that like, oh, why this is not fully liquid. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> but I think in the end, 
if you sometimes you just need to be a little bit selfish and just release what you want you know yeah. and i think i think this the mindset uh that i'm in now is like being this little selfish guy um and releasing what i want to do and then if people like it that's awesome super super nice but then if they don't like it it's it's also cool because i don't want to please everyone and you cannot please everyone that's the thing so if yeah. someone really likes your music no one's have to like every track um mm. but you know i had i i have a one guy in the in the discord uh in my patreon stuff that he knows my full discography sometimes it scares me bro it's <laughs> like he knows the stuff that i don't even remember and like a stalker <laughs> <laughs> well not a stalker but in, in a good way you know it's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's very humbling um mm. but it's it's also crazy in these moments to see how much impact your music can have on someone's life you know mm. and this is super sick so and i i realize it's not gonna happen on everyone yeah. but i want to be i want to make music that makes me feel good and if it makes makes other people feel good then i'm happy that's a bonus yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i get you're, you're the one like spending 10 hours a day on your computer so if like you have to enjoy it first otherwise yeah it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but uh, i i like what you said with, <clears throat> with um uh, lucid dreams that was kind of an experiment of like different uh trying different things because portal I th portal is the first track if i remember correctly mm -hmm. and that definitely felt like okay we're off for another liquid track and then you get the heavy huge synth stab that comes in uh yeah. like kind of fog foghorn but not really foghorn but like the same vibe and that mm -hmm. kind of like throws you back like okay wow like this is this is new i loved it those kind of tracks <laughs> that kind of uh get you by surprise um yeah i think i think it's all about like making something unexpected you know instead yeah. of just letting it roll on its own the way it was yeah yeah you didn't want to because that's maybe one like maybe not criticism but uh like one aspect i was kind of missing on your latest ep was like maybe one track that was a bit darker a bit more unexpected where i was like holy shit, what's this <laughs> <laughs> i um, think I think that like I like to make sometimes I like to make EPs that are sort of varied, but I think with with this like yeah, veteran producers with a dream, I really wanted it to be one piece together. So that's why maybe there's not um, enough of that variety mm. um, musically. But I still think I really wanted to work with these people that are on it um for years and i just wanted to be like very sort of personal project for me you yeah, know? yeah. And, and then just felt like a like a statement for myself yeah 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 no definitely it feels very introspective as well just because i don't know when i hear piano it always feels introspective in some way uh mm -hmm. but that ep especially feels very like yeah, I don't know, just you on your piano playing, basically. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but it's not me playing. It's not no, me no, playing on all of them. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's the guy that I work with. Yeah, I actually read that. I wanted to ask you about it. Um, 
uh, Leon Crony, I think his name is, uh, who I don't know if that's still the same guy, but uh, mm-hmm. um, so tell me a bit about that collaboration because I read that in an interview. I thought it was fascinating. Um, basically, I think it was 2019. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram and then I just got a DM and it was Leon sending me his piano cover of uh, All My Life, which just came out on North Quarter at that time. And I was like, oh yeah, this is this is super sick. And like, I've sent it to like all my friends and they were like, holy shit, this guy's so, so talented. And mm. I like, I, I thought like, yo, like, do you want to work together? Um, you know, like, and then he was, yeah, sure. Let's, let's see, let's see what, what can happen. Like what I have in mind. So I've explained him everything and um, I didn't want it, I, I didn't want him to like, every time I work with him, I don't want him to sound like something or sound like, oh, I, I love this hook, maybe try to make something similar. But I think the beauty in all these things is that he's just making what he wants and then eventually I make something out of it or not. So it's just like him jamming around and then me sort of reprogramming the chords or maybe mixing the jams together or the way. But it's he's very, very talented and um, I'm really happy that this link sort of happened because um, I'm working now with quite often with him, uh, like I said, especially on piano tracks, not, not on all piano tracks, um, but it's great to to have this sort of more natural element in the, yeah. in the music, which is not um, something like computer music constantly. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm guessing he's just sending you like wave files, so you can't really like reprogram notes to hit exactly certain times. It's like there's going to be imperfections in the recording. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes these imperfections can, sometimes these imperfections are what the track is needing. So mm. um, I think that's the that's the beauty of it, that it, sometimes it works exciting. Sometimes it's not, but you just have to make it work somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. We're all using Splice here and you have your own pianist sending you samples. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of people um, working with some people like that. Um, so I think it's just matter. Maybe you know some friends, some of your friends mm. that play piano, and not necessarily drum and bass even. But yeah. Just yeah. See, maybe some of your friends are are yeah playing piano. Just ask them maybe if they'd be down for something like that, and yeah, then you might have a <laughs> similar deal. <laughs> yeah, because like for, for ex- like just to get a bit like geeky. So for ex- like, does he record everything at like one seventy ish BPM? Or no. is it just random stuff? Just okay. random stuff. Random okay, stuff. Well. Okay. So um, sometimes I'm, I will be using the jams for drum and bass, but sometimes not. Sometimes for for my uh, yeah, nowhere to be found stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which I do want to talk about just later because I love the the EP you put out. Uh, I thought it was like really good. Um, and sometimes I wonder if you if you should be including some of those tracks in your settled work. <laughs> to, just to give them like more exposure but um just to finish on the bedroom producer with a dream um mm-hmm. so there was a few quite notable uh collabs uh the one with track is is my favorite 
um was there like one collab that you were really like it had in mind like as a goal for a long time it was kind of a like an achievement for you i think it was a drs one um we've we've bumped into each other on on many gigs in past years um past two or three years um and we always spoke about oh let's let's make it like make something happen and one time he was busy and i was busy um then we tried we didn't have the right track for a while and then and then when we were finishing dcp off together with lensman um i spoke about it like yo maybe we we can try and get the arrest on, on one of this if this this will be like a full highlight for me for that ep and then yeah he worked his magic and uh <laughs> yeah he made it happen uh which is super super nice yeah. um i've actually got a track with dell for nowhere to be found as well now so oh wow um it's kind of interesting how it all worked together uh <laughs> you gotta be really curious what what kind of track is that can you say anything um garage Okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> has, has he ever done like more? I'm not super familiar with all of his work. Has he done more like garage and slower tempo stuff as well? Um, I have no idea, honestly. Mm. Um, I didn't really dig deep into his like older stuff mm. as well. I know that he's been in uh, hip hop for years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know about like any projects like okay, that. Okay, cool. Like, mm. uh, yeah. I can just imagine like a slower tempo with his voice, how that can really work well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to wait a little bit for that one, but I think it will be worth it. I think it will be worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, awesome stuff. And that's, yeah, perfect transition into Nowhere to be Found. I wanted to talk a bit about that as well. Um, so that's your new alias that you launched uh, early 20, earlier this year, basically. Mm -hmm. um, tell me a bit about your thought process uh how you decided really to launch another alias uh how did you yeah come to that decision um it's been on my mind for for years um because i when i started making music i was sort of doing house techno or whatever but it was just for myself and later on when i got a little bit better at producing and with all the like, drum and bass stuff going on, I thought that I wanted something else also to express myself in different tempos or like genres at all. Um, and yeah, I wasn't able to do it because of that um, time struggle. I've been speaking to you earlier, but yeah. you know, like I didn't really have any time to, to do it. So it's been always on my mind and yeah, when the switch happened, I thought, yeah, why not to give it a go? Um, and yeah, I've had, a, I've had a vision for it to be, um, to not really put my face on it, um, mm. but just make it like a, make like a character, mm. uh, like a cartoon character. I'm working with, um, with a great uh, illustrator, uh, Matty Knappmann, um, and he's doing all the visuals for it um all the animations and i just make music and yeah it basically it i think it's i think it's nicer to um it lets people focus on the music exactly instead of yeah, yeah. my face you know in there <laughs> <laughs> it might distract them <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, but I, I honestly think like sometimes it can be really um, like you know doing doing stuff I do as subtle uh, with releases and all the social media works different way that I do the the stuff for nowhere to be found, which is cool because. Like I said, I don't need to really be out there. I don't want to be out there. I just want it to be, this is music that I have and this is all that matters, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah. I can imagine how like starting from a, as a hobby and then becoming your full-time job, there's a lot of stuff you need to do around Settle on top, mm -hmm. of, the, of, on top of the music. And so it can be nice to have that side project where it's like really like a hobby again almost and you don't have to do all that stuff and it's like yeah. just the music basically exactly exactly that's the that's the main idea behind it yeah no, i love that how did you did you have any hesitations of like uh just including maybe some of those tracks in uh because we're seeing that more and more often now on on drum and bass eps like maybe a 140 track or stuff like that uh did that ever cross your mind to just integrate that stuff into settle or it had to be separate mm, it did come to mind but then i thought we did put the dubstep track and like a, a housey track on my first nqep um but i think i don't want to do it more in the future um okay. because maybe maybe it's just me but i think a lot of drum and bass people are very, very into drum and bass and nothing else. And I think it's a shame if I'm making, I'm putting, let's say, a house track on drum and bass EP, mm. and I'm putting the same amount of work. I love it as much as the other tunes, um, and then it doesn't get the same love as the other tracks. It just mm -hmm. gets overlooked because it's not drum and bass and some mm -hmm. people listen only drum and bass, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think I'd rather have it separated and yeah, just work this way. Yeah. Cause I know Lensman is very like open in terms of genres on the North Quarter. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be like drum based on every track. So if you wanted yeah. to, like the, the possibility would be there, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Lens is, is always like giving me open hand um, and if he likes it, it doesn't matter if it's, I don't know, fucking just pianos without any beat or whatever, uh, or hip hop or house. If he would like it, he would release it. But I think it's just me that I want to keep it separate because, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it, I think sometimes these tracks get overlooked um while it could be the main track of the, the release for example on nowhere to be found ep and yeah. it would get the love it deserves in my opinion yeah, yeah do you have like goals for nowhere to be found like milestones things you want to achieve with it or is it really like a side project where you just put out music and you don't really think about mm -hmm. it after that i think i think i want to I want to get it to the level where I could play gigs as well with it. Mm. Um, but I don't have like a, any other goals for it now. I have many like different aliases as well, different ones that are maybe more anonymous or I don't share with everyone what the alias is. Okay. 
even with drum and bass or um so i just this is just purely like you said with satu now i have some obligations that come with it being full-time job yeah, yeah um and yeah sometimes you just miss this element of just making music and putting it out and even if people don't know it's you yeah um so i think mm. i think this is like a funny funny thing to to for me to do like a yeah side project yeah so you, you just said you have other drum and bass projects where people don't know it's you um yeah but no worry i'm not don't worry i know oh, what you want to i was gonna in. ask you <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask you that would have been amazing but uh, yeah <laughs> I w I, I, yeah i wouldn't expect you to confirm or deny if it was you but uh are you done one sorry <laughs> uh, yeah no, that's cool um something else i want to ask you i don't know if it's still the case but i read somewhere that you uh you write like 30 to 40 sketches per day um well not per day but per week maybe oh per week um, sorry yeah, yeah yeah um yeah definitely i have a weeks that i will maybe do that maybe sometimes less but it's if okay, i look at the year perspective um it might be roughly 30 20 sketches a week but it's not full tracks you know i'm just saying yeah, yeah. sketches maybe like a one drop ideas that eventually will develop into okay yeah, yeah. Into but then also if you look at it from a perspective of like yeah doing this much music whether it's drum and bass or not um and maybe releasing two eps as satu a year which are maybe yeah, six seven tracks each um you don't want to over flood the market with mm. releasing constantly that's why i think all these different avenues different projects comes in handy for me because i still think that it's the music that i want people to hear yeah. even though necessarily linking it with my name so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah because i read that you you said um uh yeah, I'm just going to read a quote here. It's uh, a lot of people used to tell me to release lots and lots, but artificial intelligence and also Lensman have been really influential saying, don't release everything. I produce a lot, but I only release the best of what I'm doing. I thought mm -hmm. that was like a an amazing way to, to look at it, like produce, as you said, like maybe 20 sketches a day, but that ends up being two EPs a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When did that like switch happen? So you mentioned Lensman, like did they like sit down with you and say like release less? Like how did that that evolution happen? I think, um, I think when I started to work with yeah the bigger 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 and bigger labels, um, I realized that yeah you you cannot release so much because if you release so much, people are not waiting as hyped or as anticipating any other release because they know they will be getting it every two months or something mm. so i think also to to give myself sort of more time also to live with the tracks you know to see how they maybe sound in the club for a few months um and then yeah basically i wanted to yeah i wanted to to grow um and you know being able to to work closely and like being friends with ai and lens and you know just get the, the friendly advice on 
one thing or another. It's definitely helpful. Um, maybe maybe it wasn't something I've I've looked into at that time, but if you look at the perspective of the future of years to come, you want people to be waiting eager to hear your new stuff and not just being like, oh yeah, it's another saddle EP, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's the main yeah. thing. I think the 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 worst thing as a not worst thing, like one of the bad things as a fan is playing catch up with uh, somebody's releases of mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, he released this EP. I haven't had time to listen to it and it's like two, three weeks and then there's another EP that drops. Yeah. Like sometimes like there's artists I love that release a lot and it's like sometimes I just don't listen to EPs because there's another EP of them that came out and so I listen to that one and then time moves on and music comes out and then you, <laughs> you've you missed an EP. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the, that's the thing I didn't want to happen and maybe I didn't look at it. Um, yeah, because I wasn't experienced enough to yeah. to see it as a as something to to change yeah. Uh, but yeah but i'm i'm super grateful uh for their advice always yeah yeah i think also to play like devil's advocate it's different maybe if you're like yourself on the north quarter you can maybe afford to release less whereas if you're i don't know if you agree with this but if you're an up-and-coming producer maybe you need to like just release a lot of music more just to get people's attention and then slowly you can start releasing less. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the case you know, with myself as well. It's like, yeah, you're doing a lot, a lot because you want to, you want to get out there so badly, you know. So you try yeah. different things. Um, but yeah, then eventually the time comes that, yeah, you just have to switch it up. Um, yeah. Because yeah, you you've grown a bit and yeah, you want you want to make people wait for your stuff yeah, yeah. instead of, you know, flooding uh, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the chains. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a, another topic you mentioned a, a bit earlier that I wanted to touch on with you um, because of the, the pandemic and gigs being cancelled. We've seen a lot of uh, Patreons appear. Um, mm -hmm. So I was a bit curious because you have quite a thriving uh, Patreon community. So you have more than like 150 people on there or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh tell me a bit how you came to like launch the patreon uh what you provide and maybe any advice for people that are thinking of of launching a patreon um i think yeah i didn't know the website before uh like pandemic but then you know when it all came in um i've started to looking like I, like i mentioned looking into ways that how you can make it work when you cannot make it work with your usual stuff like gigs so um yeah i thought out like why not to give it a go even if it's just uh something simple in the beginning and then if it grows then i'll think about it so i did maybe i think in the beginning it was just two tiers which was um which still to this day is one tier is definitely um like focused more on the producers um, I have tiers that is just like giving you the monthly exclusive track that is not out anywhere else or maybe won't be ever out. Um, some stuff from, from archives. Um, I got this a tier as well for the live streams, what I'm doing, which is every, every two weeks. Um, I got the tier when 
also I give sample pack, I got it here. When if you are a producer, I got um, uh, there's an option for a tr feedback on your tracks every month as well. So I try to always communicate with people that are subscribed in there as well, what they would like to see and mm -hmm. yeah, just see myself if I can deliver that because um, I didn't want it to be just a dead place where, you know, once in a month I drop everything in there and yeah. that's it. Um, I just see, because I'm not super active, um, like on social medias in terms of like speaking with people or, um, uh, engaging with in the discussion discussions or whatever. So I want, I, I wanted Patreon to be sort of like a place where, where I'm hanging out with people, you know, and I think. I hope it is that place um, mm. because um, I've often get some nice messages from people subscribing like, oh, you know, it's so cool. You, you like take, take, take the time to, you know, hang out with us, like talk about it, tell us something about like behind the stage, behind the, behind the stage and stuff. Yeah. And I really wanted to be sort of like maybe look at it from the perspective of being like a maybe exclusive social media in a yeah. way, which also benefits people that subscribe there, which also benefits me then, because <coughs> then they help me uh, financially in that way. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think if you are wondering, if you want to start it, just, just do it and see what you can offer at first, what you're capable of, what are your good things at. Um, and then eventually as it grows, I think the most important is just to hear what people got to say in mm -hmm. there, because eventually, yeah, someone will be looking into this, someone will be looking, wanting this. And like we said before, you cannot please everyone, but you can try find the, sort of middle point that will be good enough for you and good enough for others um and i'm super grateful that i've i've managed to to grow it into this into this point because i've discovered so many great producers even and um now that the gigs slowly come back it's nice also to to meet some of these people on the parties you know like someone's coming to you and like Yo, I love your Patreon. I'm I'm on there subscribing for a year or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's always yeah. cool to, um, you know, see that these people are really, really loving your stuff, and it's super humbling that they are loving your stuff so much that they mm. they want to support you. They want to see what you are up to. They mm. want to, yeah just get in touch with you and see how you're doing even you know so yeah it's a it's very 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 nice place and also kept me sort of sane in the in terms of like you know having the um uh, the conversation aspect because normally you know when you go to a gig you talk with people there like you know someone come up to you after set or before set yeah. and yes for all the time we didn't have this uh, because mm. of the lockdowns and it was nice to have the little place where 
people yeah that will probably come up to you and talk in person mm. um you can just like you know hang out together and um yeah i try to always try to do some uh when we have the live streams um uh, always wait for the suggestions what they want to see mm. um so it's not that you know like okay i'm doing live stream and this month live streams will be only about the stuff that i want to do yeah fuck, fuck whatever you think if you like it then not uh, yeah, yeah. you know so I, I don't want it to be that guy so i rather have i don't know 100 people in there or 150 or whatever instead of thousand but have these people that are really enjoying what you're doing and are super dedicated to yeah to, and yeah basically are your really loyal fans in in that yeah. aspect if you look at it yeah yeah i know it's it's amazing hearing you talk about it. it's really like just creating connections with people that's what it's it's all about it's obviously a monetization aspect but it's a lot more than just that yeah yeah i think that's what that's that's what i mentioned earlier it's i don't want it to be straight up financial uh aspect you know so mm -hmm. i think it's nice that it grew into place where you know some people in there are you know collaborating with themselves as well they sort of give each other feedback as well so even if i'm not hanging out in there they sort of created their own community you know yeah. when when i've been doing live streams and then i was busy at some point they've had an idea to do like a community night so they were streaming like you know mm, there are people from cool. everywhere in the world so um they've been streaming like everyone 30 minute sets if you wanted to and oh, you know sick. everyone were hanging hanging out in there and um you know it's <laughs> it's cool that it it kind of it is sort of like a its own ecosystem now that it's yeah. living on its own. It's like bigger than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny because we th we often think of like Patreon as this like one, like one to many relationship, like uh, a lot of people that are just uh, have a line towards you in terms of like supporting you. But mm -hmm. there's actually like a ton of Sorry, I'm making a lot of gestures for people listening on Spotify. It won't make any sense, but like a, a lot of like connections with with people amongst themselves as well, and it yeah, creates exactly. this whole like, yeah, I love that man. It's, that's really cool. I think it's just like you know. Also, in a way, I want to help this them get their music out as well. You know, if I like it, I don't mind playing someone's super unknown tunes in the, in my mixes or whatever if I really like it or pass it to someone. Mm. um that i think is worth like i've thrown i think some tracks from some of the people in my recent outlook mix and you know for me it's mm. for me it's what i will do easily um if i like the tune i will play it doesn't matter if you yeah, are yeah. known or not um but you know for for some of these guys it might be you know like a highlight as well like one of these it can uh, be life changing big, big steps exactly mm. and you know i don't want to be the guy that you know um don't want to give something back because i think you need to give something back if you are in the position that you mm -hmm. can do it yeah. and this is the, this is the thing that we we say that sometimes people can make great music but they don't they just don't get through because they don't know how or they don't have any opportunity so 
Um, I don't want to say that I create opportunities or whatever in that sense, but um, yeah, even if it's small thing like playing someone's music, um, you know, yeah. more people can hear about them and yeah, and even just like you said, it can be changing. Yeah, and even just like creating those connections, like I'm sure there's a lot of people that met in on your Patreon community or, or Discord, wherever it is. Uh, they've met people that they would have never met maybe otherwise. And they've created like a ton of like new connections that way as well. Exactly, exactly. Mm. They collaborate with each other. Like mm. I think I've 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 had some guys. Um, you know, like if I really think someone has really really good stuff, and I'm not saying this like this is every every time you join my Patreon this will happen. But <laughs> if I think if I think someone is doing really really good stuff, I will send because if they send me music for feedback monthly. Um, you know, if I think it's really, really good, I will just pass it to, I don't know, Integral or whatever. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think someone got, um, someone over there got already uh, Integral release lined up, which is awesome, you know? Yeah, and, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, we, I share a lot of music with, with my friends as well, even if it's known or not. And, you know, it's for me, it's just one email um that yeah, happened yeah. to be um and yeah it's it's great to see how these people can now develop as producers as well yeah. um i think it's uh i think it's very very cool to see yeah yeah that's sick do you have your your eyes on a eventually your own label is that something you think um, about sometimes because I know, like Edlin and like other people, that's often how it happens. Like they're doing feedback sessions, whatever, and then there's so much good music. They're like, "I'll start a label so I can showcase all this great music." I think eventually, I think eventually, that's that's the definitely on the cards. Um, and I think that's why also it's important to me to always um, stay fresh on the music, whether it's known or unknown. Um, but I think if it would happen, I would maybe try and sort of i know it's maybe a big deal but i will try to set up two labels one that will be just for my own stuff <laughs> and one yeah, for yeah. the people <laughs> straight away two labels because one yeah. is too easy <laughs> yeah i'm not setting up one i'm setting up two no it's, it's definitely long-term vision yeah, yeah. concept um but yeah, we'll yeah. see if, if if this will even happen. For now, I'm I'm in a good place with uh, yeah, yeah. North Korea, and uh, we'll definitely work more over the next coming years. We got some exciting projects, and yeah. uh, for now, this is my main focus, at least as Sato. Yeah, yeah, no, but I I think even like it's always important to have these like long term, like even if it's like a dream, like super long term, but always have these things like in the horizon just to kind of think about and keep you motivated and think about other stuff even though it's mm -hmm. maybe in the long term it's it's always good to have them definitely um, definitely yeah. um i'm gonna slowly wrap this up uh really enjoyed this chat man uh thanks a lot for making the time um before we shut off i just want to ask you a few um listener questions so i just dropped a message on a on instagram before we went online um, so just a few questions from the, the community. Um, so first one I thought was a great question mm -hmm. from uh, Morgan McGrath, 97. 
how has moving back to Poland uh, changed your life in terms of drone base? I think, uh, I don't think it really changed anything, honestly, because also in Poland, I always felt like, like an outsider because the sort of, I moved out of Poland when I wasn't really that popular yet. So a lot of people didn't know me. Um, and so then when I got sort of more following being abroad and now coming back, a lot of people still didn't know I'm Polish. Even mm. I had situations in playing here in Poland and people were trying to speak to me in English. And I was like, <laughs> when, you, when you reply in Polish, this the face of the people making uh, is like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> we live in the same city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I never really also pushed to be in the spot in the spotlight you know so mm. um i don't think it really affected me in in any way okay uh, honestly okay um actually just linked to what you were talking about about like more unknown producers on, on your uh, discord and stuff uh, tz asks uh, what's your favorite uh, up-and-comer at the moment or several if you have several um My favorite up and comer for a few years now is, is I cannot say one. It's mm. un, it's it's definitely not possible to say one. But one of my favorite ones is Giovanno for a few years already. I've been playing his stuff for, for a few years. Okay. Um the other one is um Tatora. I really like his stuff. We got some music together as well. Think out on his next EP, um, and then I really like some of my patrons stuff, um, which um, which is I need to look up the names because I don't always yeah. remember them by names when they send them. Um, but it's definitely um, there's a guy from Australia which is called uh, Versions. Uh, this guy called Perspective, Counter Culture, uh, Perspective Shift. Um, yeah, I know those guys. Um, <laughs> I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, Cosmic Sequence, Hoxie, yeah, yeah TZ. Ah, oh, that's um, the same guy. There's, there's way, way more. There's, <laughs> there's way, way more, uh, which is, uh, which is uh, sometimes for me now, um, difficult to remember them by yeah, yeah. artistic names when they send them on Patreon. Yeah, no, it's always, sure, yeah. Uh, it's always in the names, but yeah. yeah, a lot of, a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, Stevie, Steve culture asks, um, upcoming artists, he rates. So that's the same question. And how, how you've built a community on Patreon, which is thriving. So yeah, I guess we talked about that. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, Will ninety nine asks uh, on the geek side, what's your favorite VST synth? Mm, I think Omnisphere. Omnisphere, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear that one Omnisphere. a lot. <laughs> yeah, Omnisphere and um, Keyscape, definitely these two. Mm. Um, these come from like a one library as well, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they they both together can really make the 
Magic yeah. happen. Yeah. I've thought about getting Omnisphere for a long time, but I run a really like not super new laptop and I think it's just gonna break my laptop. So yeah, a... yeah, I had that I had that problem in the past as well. I yeah. couldn't use it. That's why I switched to PC eventually yeah, because uh, yeah, it's yeah. more capable more capable of doing. Yeah, that's probably what I need to do too. Um Adam uh Churchill asks, um is the tune in Space Age Volume 2 ever going to come out? Needs a release. Not sure what, which that one is. Mm, not sure which that one is, but I think there was a one track that a lot of people kept asking me, which came out on my first uh, TNQ EP. Mm. Uh, so a lot of people referred to self-reflection. Uh, so okay. maybe maybe check that one out. Okay. Because I know there was a lot of questions about that. <laughs> okay, it might be that one. <laughs> Cool. And uh, last question, which I think is a, a, a great note to finish it on, but uh, talk about community and meeting people. Uh, mm -hmm. Kai Hummel asks, uh, how how can you find music friends uh, as an introvert? So when you're like introverted, how can you meet other people who are also into music online, etc.? Mm, I think it's a it's a good question, but it's a it's a strange process because I think in real life, I'm big introvert, super introvert, um, but online, not necessarily. So I think, um, I think it happened because, yeah, as my Satsu project were growing, I had to have this social media presence. So I think it sort of grown on me that way. So I think I don't really feel like, um, nervous of like hitting up people online um mm. which in real life if i had to go and talk to someone i would be really like anxious uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because i'd rather be in my comfort zone not speaking with people which sometimes is it's actually a good place to 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 explain and sometimes if i don't want to speak with someone on the gigs it's not because uh, mm. i want to be an asshole but it's just like I don't know what to say, you know, and yeah, yeah. especially when someone comes into you and says like, oh, I love your music, bro, you're a kid, a gangster and all the stuff you're doing so good and like whatever. Um, I really appreciate it, but I don't, I don't know what to say in the back, you know, apart yeah, yeah. from thanks. And it's very overwhelming <laughs> in the, in the sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. And I feel like the, it's a common thread sometimes musicians like to be introverts. I know I've met a lot on this podcast who a bit like the same way like when you compliment them too much it's like you're yes. not sure how okay, to react. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but i guess for yeah the the person asking the question like one one place i found is like discord there's so many discords that are great mm -hmm. to like meet people yours uh the thing breaks podcast another drum and bass podcast they have a great discord um yeah, I would suggest like, Discord. Yeah. I hang out in in my Discord, like uh, that's linked to Patreon as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, don't, I usually talk with people in there, like in terms of like fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it's when it comes to, I don't actually speak to a lot of new people. Um, I just have my own circle with some mm -hmm. like NQ friends and AI with a couple others as well, and. Uh, I don't know. That's why I feel like an outsider because I don't mm. seek that contact with, yeah, yeah, with a lot of people eventually. Yeah. Well, once you have a good circle, you don't need to 
constantly meet new people and make that circle bigger like once you have yeah yeah exactly (laughs) just just work with what you got man exactly yeah yeah (laughs) now this has been brilliant love this chat man thanks a lot again uh thank you thank you thanks thanks for having me it's been a it's been good fun it's nice to to finally do it and yeah yeah. uh, i hope everyone enjoys it yeah i know i'm sure i'm sure they will uh before we shut off maybe let people know where they can reach out to you on on social media uh, Patreon, Discord, the exact links to all of that and any other projects maybe that you have that you want people to, to know about? Mm. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook is um, Sato PL. Uh, Instagram is uh, Sato Music, I believe. Um, and Patreon is, I think, Sato Music as well. Or let me, let me double check. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Patreon, yeah, it's uh, patreon.com slash music. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm this is the most that I'm uh active on. I do have a Twitter, but I hardly ever use it or just repost the mm. stuff for the from the label. Um, and yeah, um, I have quite busy uh September in terms of gig fine gigs finally, so. Um, I've just made a post on Facebook about it. So if you, if you are interested and maybe come down, um, you can check the dates and and places in there. Awesome. It was a pleasure, man. Uh, thank you. Likewise. All the best with your gigs and, uh, looking forward to your next projects. Thank you. All right. Cheers.